You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome on in to a Thursday live edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The Yanks are in action again right now against the Baltimore Orioles and have not lost since the last time that we talked to you. Won the first game of the set on uh, Tuesday, that was. Won the second game of the set on Wednesday. It's Thursday, live. They're facing Bruce Zimmerman. Somebody they can't hit. Jameson Tyone gave up a run in the second. You know what that means. It's a day game, punt game. But you know what? Hits different after a five-game winning streak. So we're not going to complain. Also, more importantly, we're going to focus on the news we learned this week. That Anthony Rizzo is a small sample says God and is the best first baseman in the American League. Of course, we'll talk about that a little bit. But we've got to talk about the Yankee letter. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was open. It was open. Changed my life. A bunch of worms and cockroaches crawled out of it. Um, It it was like a guy's eyeball. uh, And it sort of it it had like a green light that that was just emanating from it and and a bunch of shriek noises. And then at the end of the day, the dust settled and there was absolutely fucking nothing in there. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Except for the except for the worms and stuff that I talked about earlier. But substantively, there was nothing in there. But we are going to break it down and and talk about the rest of the league and their reaction to us, which has been uh, mind numbingly painful and and the dumbest element of this whole thing. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, though. That's where you can find us on a normal day. We'll just be on Apple Podcasts. But you can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast, you personally the listener the leader of the yankees shame tour the houston chronicle person writing an article about how dallas keichel deserves a second cy young award for beating the cheating 2015 yankees and i'll talk about that a little bit that's where you can find us as well as live on youtube and twitter at two o'clock eastern mondays and thursdays and various other times throughout the year if there's another yankees letter we'll go live again but there won't be. It's over. No more letter. Uh, and obviously, you can find us on Twitter and our content at yanksgoyard.com whenever you want to read it. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. Where were you when your world was ripped apart from the inside out and you realized that Aaron Judge had to apologize for his actions, which occurred when he was at Double A Trenton back in 2015 for a couple of months with a runner on second? <laughs> I think when the letter was unsealed, a little waft of Randy Levine's farts came out um, as he was trying. <laughs> he didn't want that he... out there. He really didn't want that out there. He said it would be it would cause grave embarrassment that, if it got out. And that's why that would have been embarrassing. Yeah. Great reputational harm. Uh, 
Whew, man, I mean, that discourse is just, it proves how broken um, society is and how we just, nobody, it doesn't matter what the actual evidence is. It's just the preconceived notions that everybody has already kind of formulated over time. Um, we knew the Yankees, quote, cheated. Um, that was something that was always kind of widespread based on the reports, which funny enough, all the Red Sox and Astros fans believed those reports coming up leading up to the letter. Oh, the Yankees cheated, but refused to uh, accept the veracity of all the other reports that were putting them in a poor light. Um, Again, further goes to show that that's, that's kind of where we are. Um, People just hear what they want to hear. And they conveniently, um, flush out anything that is not convenient for them. Um, but yeah, once again, Jeff Passan, Jeff Passan, ESPN's Jeff, Jeff Passan, yeah, arguably huge. the most esteemed MLB insider out there. It's probably him and Ken Rosenthal, neck and neck, um, told the world that this was nothing, as it was nothing. If you read the contents or read the summary, um, there was no new information here. And I don't think you or I or anybody else are absolving the Yankees of any wrongdoing. Um, they clearly bent the rules however the difference here was that ostensibly based on the information from the investigation among other reports they stopped when mlb said please stop doing this this is not allowed this is illegal now we're deeming this illegal they got fined they stopped who continued doing it the astros and the red sox um both of which those had resulted in world series victories um and then uh, we caught a, another good nugget from Andy Martino in his book. Um, you have that. I forgot the name of that book. Yeah, it's called Cheated. It's a helpful called title. Cheated. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that book, there's an ex- excerpt talking about how the Astros um, cheating had went through the 2019 season. And if you don't believe that, you could ask all of the Washington Nationals players who they played in the World Series that year. Um, thank thank you once again, Nationals, for winning that. We avoided a lot more chaos and, and negative discourse than that we would be talking about today, that we'd be talking about right now that I don't want to talk about. Very glad the Astros lost that World Series, but throughout that series, especially early on in Houston, a number of uh, Nationals players came out to the media after the games and talked about how there was clear there was clear relaying of stolen signs uh, with whistling. Um, so the Astros... Um, probably moved moved on from their trash banging ways because teams were catching on to that, and it was evident that other teams knew what they were doing, but MLB didn't entirely know, or MLB was conducting an investigation, didn't want to prematurely release any of the findings um, and put people in hot water. Um, but there's more evidence of that, and now Astros fans are Astros fans and Red Sox fans are trying to be like, oh, everybody cheated, everybody cheated, guys, everybody did this, it's fine. Um, but you know, it's fair that we know what the Yankees did and yeah, it is fair that we know what the Yankees did and the Yankees did nothing. The Yankees did what probably any other team did or would have done is bend the rules in a bit of a slimy way. Um, and then wait for the likely, um, hammer to be dropped for the league to say, Hey, this is, this is evidently cheating. This is clearly against the rules. So we're not going to do this anymore. Um, which, you know, is a reflection on kind of how they were operating at that point. Um, but they stopped. Red Sox and Astros did not stop. Tainted World Series, it, they're being called Tainted World Series in more of the discourse that you hear, not just from Yankee fans who want those World Series to be tainted, um, from general people who are objective reading this evidence. So um, it's juvenile behavior, which is what I wrote about, to compare 
the cheating from the Yankee side to anything the Astros and the Red Sox did, unfortunately. Um, and it's sad that we even have to clarify this. Sad that I'm having this discussion. Sad that I'm talking about this again. But thanks, everyone. This is your fault. The Astros, the Astros people are stunning. And like, I should have known better. I should have known Crazy what we're going to get from Houston. But they've been waiting for the Yankee letter for 30 years or, or more importantly, like, you know, what, when did we find out this actually existed and was going to get unsealed like a year ago? This was their Christmas. They were so ready to unwrap this thing and have it be a letter from the middle of 2018 saying we detected electronic sign stealing on both sides in the 2017 playoffs or something, you know, please talk to Mr. Commissioner or, or whatever. And they were so ready. And then they opened the letter and it was, Things that were published in 2017, like if you're an Astros cheating guy, if you're if you're an Astros fan who's an expert on other teams cheating throughout the league, you knew this already. And if you didn't, you're a bad expert on that. You're taking information that was already public and reframing it as information that broke this week. The only thing we didn't know is that the Yankees were fined a hundred thousand dollars, yes, for their transgressions, which further, like hurts the cases of red Sox and astros fans who have been whining forever about sure we knew this but then why did we get punished and the yankees were never punished yankees were punished they got fined a hundred thousand dollars hal steinbrenner loves money that probably hurt he's probably super <laughs> mad he had to pay a hundred thousand dollars to somebody but here's the important part folks for all the houston fans who again are acting like you just read this information for the first time you shouldn't have i knew this 2015 and 2016, the Yankees used the video room improperly, used the dugout phones improperly. We all knew this. This is nothing we didn't know. So for all the Astros fans tweeting, no, it's not a nothing burger. We finally have proof that the Yankees cheated. Here's the thing. Everybody gets replay review rooms, right? Science ceiling has been a part of the game for 100 years. And everyone agrees that if you can do it on the field, with what's handed to you, if you can pick up on the pitcher's tendencies, or if you catch a peek at the catcher signals from second base, you could do whatever you want. Like that's all part of the game. But when you strap a buzzer to somebody, that's breaking the rules. Got it. I hear you. I totally get it. In in 2015, people were just starting to explore the replay review room. MLB was saying, here's some live video for you. It's gonna be playing at all times. It's going to be near your dugout and accessible. Cool. You can look at it. Hitters can go check out their swings. Like we're now, this is a part of the game. Congrats to everybody. We're giving you a big old room full of video. And the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Astros, and I think probably like 10 or 12 other teams, though probably. we don't know, we're all like, oh, so we got a new thing now, huh? Got some video going on. <laughs> I think I'm going to go look at that video. So they're all sort of poking around. They're going, what's, you know, what's clean, what's not. And they're, you know, checking. They're realizing, like, Major League Baseball is giving us access to live video. I think we're going to look at this and steal some signs. Like, it's yeah. here. No one's telling us not to do that. So we're going to poke around and figure it out. Yankees do not have a way to get the batter the signs. Couldn't figure that out. That seems really difficult and like it would be cross. It would it, almost like it would be crossing a line to feed information directly to the batter. Yankees are going to the video room. They're checking out some stuff. When they get a runner on second base, that guy is flashing the signs in much the same way that somebody who's super good at this, like Carlos Beltran, supposedly a king at sign stealing. He would be doing this anyway. He'd be getting to second base and looking at the catcher and going, yeah, it's fastball. 
So now the Yankees are just skipping a step. They're wandering into the video room. When a guy gets on second, he's got a little bit of information. He's flashing the signs. Now, it obviously worked. The 2015 Yankees were a juggernaut. Uh, they won the World Series as a four-game sweep. I be- Oh, they lost the wildcard game. They were one of the most embarrassing modern playoff teams. Yeah, Rob Refsnyder started the wildcard game. Like, that was... The 2015 team got off to a hot start. By the All-Star break, they were dead. By the end of the season, they had no pitchers. CeCe Sabathia was in rehab at the end of that season. Yeah. So that was not the worst Yankee team ever. Coming off 2013 and 2014, they were worse. But that's the worst Yankee playoff team ever. And they were very quickly eliminated from the postseason. Apparently, they tried this, you know, video room thing in 2016, too, for a little bit. 2016 Yankees, obviously the only Yankee team so bad, they had to sell at the deadline, something they've never done. Hmm. So a, a boring team that we'll never remember and the worst modern Yankee team that had to sell in July. MLB, the, the only embarrassing thing the Yankees really did here was tattle on the Red Sox for using the replay review room. And yeah. then MLB was like, that's what the letter is. It's MLB going, thank you for your update on the Red Sox illegal practices. <laughs> Unfortunately, you also did this and we <laughs> know it. So we're going to find you. Egg on the Yankees faces. This letter was sent in the middle of 2017 in September. That was the point when MLB was like, all right, people are doing this. We got to tell people not to do this. Michael Schwab, my best friend, the Astros guy, guy, tweeted that like it's not fair to say mechanical sign stealing or whatever was not against the rules before and was after because there's a rule in the 1960 MLB rule book that says you mustn't gain advantage by mechanical means. It's like, dude, they didn't even have like high-speed trains at that point like <laughs> tvs were four inches like they, there's they they were not writing the rule book in 1960 being like if forsooth they open a video replay review room mayhaps you cannot tread it like those have literally nothing to do with each other mlb at that point realizes all these teams are wandering into the replay review room which is probably a mistake probably got to get rid of that clearly a, a step beyond you know it sort of just feels like a natural extension of stealing signs on the field, but it's not. I understand why they're doing that. They tell teams to stop. Red Sox go, hear you loud and clear. Let's continue doing this when we hire the manager who led the cheating Astros to the World Series in a couple of months next year. Let's do it throughout 2018, in fact. The Astros go, hear you loud and clear. We won't go into the replay review. We're just going to, you know, live stream the stuff to the dugout and bang a trash can. MLB's like, what did you say after you said you wouldn't do it? And they were like, oh, we have a crazy system in place. We're going to keep doing it. MLB was like, you're talking really quietly. It feels like you're not going to stop doing whatever you're saying you're doing. And they're like, no, no, trust us. We're never going to set foot in the replay review again because we do have a live feed to the dugout. And MLB was like, a third time, really? Stop saying that. I understand. It sounds like you're going to do something illicit. And the Yankees said, we're done. We get it. And guess what? They stopped. Yankees stopped. Red Sox didn't stop. Astros innovated on the form. All this stuff about Carlos Beltran telling the Astros they were behind the times after he came from the Yankees to Houston. I I mean, it's pretty obvious. Carlos Beltran was like, hey, other teams are doing this video replay review room stuff. We got to get in there. And the McKinsey dudes at the Astros were like, I've come up with a ruthlessly efficient way of cheating that cuts out the middleman. We're going to take this to another level beyond anything you could ever comprehend because that's what we do. We win games at all costs. We trade for Roberto Asuna when no one else would. And then yell at female reporters. I'm so fucking glad we got Asuna, the domestic violence doing man, because that's another market inefficiency, right? Collecting domestic violence guys in the heart of their suspension and learning that there are 12 teams wandering in the replay room. So what more can we do beyond that? 
we can get it to the hitters in real time. And, and after that gets found out, perhaps we even add buzzers to people's bodies. It, you know, something tells me we're not cheating the same way in 2019. We are in 2017. Something tells me we're going to have to keep innovating there. So Houston fans had their pre-prepared takes on how this confirms the Yankees cheated. No, the 2017 articles confirm the Yankees cheated. This confirmed what we already knew, that the Yankees did something that was bending the rules, were told to stop bending the rules, and did. Houston heard that and was like, oh, thank God. They have no idea what we're up to. We can keep doing this crazy thing we're doing. And did. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Yeah, um, upsetting stuff. You know, at some point, I think MLB needs to be held accountable um, because why were there not more stringent ways to determine if teams were doing this still or not um, and to allow it to ostensibly persist through the 2019 season um, is kind of crazy. And another thing is like everybody who denied every Red Sox fan and every Houston Astros fan who kind of believed this was a witch hunt, right? Oh, it's a witch hunt. Like we won the world series. Of course the targets on our back. Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that. Like you succeeded. So you're going to be, the focal point of the discussion and you're going to be the poster boy of the discussion. Um, kind of like how Garrett Cole became the poster boy of sticky stuff because he's the most famous guy and the highest paid pitcher in the league. So it makes sense. Garrett Cole still used it and cheated. So he deserved to be, um, he deserves to be uh, uh, criticized heavily uh, for his role in that. But there's a reason Jeff Luna was fired. There's a reason AJ Hinch and Alex Cora were suspended although it was only for 60 games and they were welcomed right back into MLB, there's a reason this stuff usually happens. Um, And it's because of the evidence that usually when stuff like that happens, like when there's no player discipline and they're, they're they're just trying to find somebody somewhat responsible. They're trying to find somebody who had some sort of a role, whether it was, whether it was uh, one of the main, uh, whether it was one of the main voices or not, and they do use somebody as a scapegoat. And it was kind of perfect for MLB to do that because they didn't have to discipline any players. They didn't have to vacate a world title. They didn't have to make this more of a controversy than they had to. So they they did what they did. They gave A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora vacations. Alex Cora had a fun, fun summer in Puerto Rico before coming back to MLB with the same job that he had after the Red Sox swore that, you know, this was a bad look and that they mutually agreed to parted ways and this was the end of it. Um to deny that any of that had anything to do with the evidence and it was just a witch hunt just further goes to show how how the doubling down on this from the rival fans is is delusional it's 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 crazy behavior um because no yankee person player executive anybody was disciplined at all um and not even former not even former not even joe girardi who was the manager of the yankees at the time um Carlos Beltran, who was who was not even with the Astros, lost his job with the New York Mets. That's how serious this actually became. 
And that's how serious it was behind closed doors. So for you to disregard that and discount that is you just believing the world is out to get you. You're one of those people who just wakes up every morning and thinks, hey, man, I'm the victim. This stinks. This really stinks. I hate being the victim every day. No, it, it would it, suck. It would surely it suck if you were the victim it sucks every day. It, it, it's, I understand how frustrating this is for those fans because you don't want your team to cheat. You don't want to be... You don't want to be the butt end of these jokes. And look, we even got sick of all the Astros jokes. You Yankees fans, we don't want to hear the fuck Altuve chants anymore. I don't no. want to hear anything about Carlos Correa anymore. No. It's the last thing I want to hear about that I want to talk about. But people need to realize, like, you got to get a grip, man. You got to understand that there are consequences for actions. There's a reason investigations happen. There's a reason teams are disciplined for certain certain ways. Like, there, this isn't, you know, this isn't deflate gate. Deflate gate, like I could sympathize with. We we've seen information come out years after realizing how bogus that was. It was even bogus when it started. This yeah. was never ever bogus. This was a problem that multiple players had come out and talked about. Um, Mike Fires snitched to the media about it because, and he was on that team. That's how strongly he felt about how how kind of incendiary the practices were. So fans just need to get a grip. Um, and I know it's not the best time for me to say that because of what Yankee fans just did this past Saturday, but I mean, come on, grow up and get a, get a clue, dude. You just, there are people out there who really think MLB wouldn't love to get the Yankees on this. You really, the MLB would love to bring the Yankees down. They, they, they're doing nothing for the brand right now. They're the number one franchise valuation in the sports world. And they won't like they're they're in bed with the rest of ownership. They're, they're not doing anything to grow the game. They're disillusioning their own fans in the offseason by not yeah. spending money. They're not bringing marquee talent to the Bronx. This ownership group isn't like the last ownership group. They just built a team around pitching and defense, trying to win every game four two. And so far, guess what? Knock on wood, best record in the American League. Pretty cool. Love the way this team has turned things around in recent weeks. But, you know, Rob Manfred wants them to sign Carlos Correa and Max Scherzer. Rob Manfred wants the Mets and the Yankees to be on the same level. And right now the Mets are being a bully and the Yankees are trying to save money. Uh, They would love, they would kill to bring the Yankees down. Not only would they kill to bring the Yankees down, you think they want to take the Red Sox down? Yeah. They love them. They love the Yankees and Red Sox. That's their number one rivalry. It's not like MLB has chosen sides and they prefer the Yankees here. Are you insane? Those are two of the top five teams in payroll. They're the same level. They're the same stratosphere. MLB doesn't want to take either of them down. Not one over the other. And you think Major League Baseball wanted to go after the world champions, Astros fans? That's how thick you are? You won the World Series and you think MLB chose you as a scapegoat? They, MLB wants this, right? MLB wants to take away a ring. MLB wants asterisk conversations. MLB wants to have the conversation about whether the brightest young team in the sport cheated the game. No, that's the literal last thing they want. More than having to pound the Red Sox and penalize them. More than having to dock the Yankees draft picks. They do not want to talk about a tainted championship. And they had to. You think you know more than what the league investigators know. They determined Carlos Beltran could not serve as manager of a different franchise. That's how wide the ripples went from your cheating. And you think the Yankees are roughly equivalent. You think the Red Sox are roughly equivalent. No, it's a step down. The Yankees and Red Sox were both equally uh, devious 
However, MLB told both to stop, and the Red Sox said, fuck off, we're not stopping, this is the best, we love cheating. In fact, we're going to double down on it and hire somebody who just did it in Houston, get some tips from him, and then eventually we'll fire the the chief offender, the video room coordinator. Um, but even so, the Red Sox are a clear step down from the Astros, and the yeah, okay, Take away the 2015 Yankees championship. We beg of you. Um, that's I can't do this anymore. Let's just do a little brief recap on where the team lies uh, right now. Obviously having a tough game. Today looks fugly. Day game. Bruce Zimmerman dominates us. He's dominating us again. Some balls are dropping in wow. in the wind. Tim LaCastro's in the outfield taking bad routes. This looks hideous. But the Yankees rebounded like we talked about last week. Won that Guardians finale. Swept that series. Garrett Cole comes out and shoves different team than we saw in previous years who couldn't finish things thought miles straw was going to be walking him off he obviously didn't walking him off taking the lead in the top of the ninth tie breaking hit whatever uh start series with the orioles this week nobody wants to play the orioles especially not after they took two out of three from you last weekend right when you were at your lowest point yankees blast him in the first game 12-8 anthony rizzo three home run game were all three bombs no one bomb two short porters one of the most hilarious homers you'll ever see that bent out then bent back in. You got Rizzo shrugging, looking back at the dugout, going, literally, what in the fuck was that? I can't wait for more of that. But three-homer game, worth $15,000 to his charity, by the way. And so Ooh. reason to love the short porch, which, again, you Orioles people, you could use that too. All our, all our rivals, you can use that short porch. Uh, Anthony Santander's homer off Severino in that game. Never seen a weirder home run in my life. Sliced out to left field with a dead ball. Maybe they accidentally used a live ball for one at-bat. But the Orioles are not as bad as advertised. They were relentless in that game. Pitching was terrible. But the Yankees won at 12-8. The Orioles never quit. They had two on, two out, and then I think it's Chapman. Two-nothing lead for the Yankees yesterday. Jordan Montgomery obviously does not win that game. Uh, but the Yankees do. They punch back and score three unanswered and win at 5-2. I don't think you can give Jordan Montgomery a playoff start because you're asking for a game that is an unfortunate loss. You're asking for a 2-1 loss or you're asking to blow a 2 nothing lead in the seventh. Is he one of the Yankees' top three best pitchers? Absolutely. Has he earned a playoff start? Uh-huh, 100%. Should he get one if it's going to look exactly like that? No, we're going to have to sage his uniform, unfortunately, before the playoffs start, give Kyrie Irving a little uh, you know, hat tip, saying we're going to need some sage in the locker room because I-, I can't deal with a playoff game that looked like that, but kudos to the Yankees for punching back. Of course, that's a five-game winning streak, 12-6 and record. Red Sox are 8-11. and Took one off the Blue Jays last night, though, putting the Yankees in sole possession of first place somewhere they had not been for all of last year. So today, would love a win, would love a day game win against the Orioles' ace in a game that's already starting poorly where they can't hit or field. But the vibes are far better, and Anthony Rizzo is outshining the rest of the Yankees roster and the rest of his offseason competition, which I think is the number one glaring headline from this week of Orioles baseball. Yeah, really awesome uh, for a guy who was the plan C, for a guy who I, I didn't complain about Anthony Rizzo, but I complained about the Yankees not making that, that, extra, that extra move to put them over the top. Um, and in the early going, it turns out Rizzo was the move to put them over the top. Um, what a weird game Tuesday was. Severino, no hitter through five, ends up giving up four runs. Um, Anthony Santander can get out of my life. How is this guy hitting home runs against us? Um, uh, an unnecessarily nerve wracking game, but, but if the Yankees are going to give up runs, which is going to happen because you can't have the starting rotation continue to belly out with two, one or two, uh, earned run performances, you got to punch back judge homers, 
um, LaCastro homers. Um, you get all the good stuff in there. The offense was humming. Great to see. Um, and uh, for some reason, the bullpen's weird right now. I don't. The, the vibes from the bullpen are just creeping me out. Um, I don't really know what's going on there. It's going to normalize. It'll be fine. Um, Montgomery gets gets uh, gets the run support in the end, which is nice to see because I think it was uh, there was a stat on the broadcast that night. It was like twenty three of his last twenty eight starts. The Yankees hadn't provided him more than three runs of support, which they is refuse. crazy. They which just buy again. Can't do, a playoff, the reason, can't do a playoff game. Yeah, that's the reason. Like you literally, you just look at the numbers and you're like, "This is bad luck. This is bad vibes. We can't, we can't do it. We know what the the offense is going to score one run, and then we're going to be, you know, staring down the barrel of a tough seventh inning against another good bullpen. Like this isn't, this is not going to be a fun start. Um, funny way to think about it, though. And um, of course, Severino. You know, you're gonna that that happens. That, I don't think that's anything crazy. His stuff was looking great all night. Going into the sixth for him. When was the last time he pitched into the sixth inning? Like, let's go back. Let's go back in time. 2019. Um, so little fatigue there, mislocating a couple times. Um, like you said, that that home run was a little bit dinky, but that's kind of what you're dealing with at Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm not worried about how he performed. Um, and w- likewise to the Orioles, like whoever gave up those home runs to Rizzo, like I'm not perform. I'm not, I wouldn't be worried about them giving, uh, you know, I'm not worried about that contact. That's just the way the stadium is. And, you know, bo- both of those shots are like 10, 10 rows back in uh, Fenway park, right field, by the way. So uh, shut up Red Sox fans. Um, yeah. Even, but, even the it, one that bounced around, even that. Oh yeah. hundred um, percent. And I don't really care about the, punt today because they did still put the top five in the lineup it's LeMahieu, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, and Donaldson um and um the bottom of the lineup only changed with uh Marwin and LaCastro down there oh they just got out of the inning nice uh Shrana Rutter's wow. on second and third good job boys. bottom of the fourth plenty of time to make this up not really worried about it but guess what if you want to punt a game you earned it after five straight wins if that's when you want to punt a game you win five straight call it that's 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 fine that's when you're allowed to do that. I'm sick of seeing it after, you know, you win two straight against the worst team in the league, and then you're like, oh, we'll rest everybody today. No, keep playing everybody. If you want to change the bottom of the lineup, which we kind of talked about last pod, keep the top of the lineup static for the most part, unless somebody needs a day off, which we'll understand in time. But in the early going, multiple days off, absolutely not. Um, and screw with the back end of the of the lineup. See what works. See how it can lengthen it. Joey Gallo might be in a little bit of a groove. The Yankees fans, dude, how funny. Want Joey Gallo DFA'd and then Channing Joey the next night after his first mm-hmm. home run of the season. His first home run since what? September? Last September? 2015, um, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back when the Yankees were in the video room. <laughs> Channing his name, cheering him on. It's like, it's a crazy bunch of people. Um, but hey, I'd rather see the support than the booze. Um, so in the end, it's not the worst thing in the world. But put Gallo lower down in the lineup. Let him just... Str- Those two homers he hit were just straight up strokes. He wasn't yeah. overswinging. He wasn't overthinking. And you can kind of tell when he's doing that with his approach to the plate, um, with when he swings, his head's flying out, his helmet's like bopping around. Um, I thought those were two very, very pure Joey Gallo swings. Um, so I, I, I like the way the lineup is being constructed at the moment. I know the competition hasn't exactly been the most fierce, um, but these are the games you have to win. And these are the games you have to capitalize on. And then, you know, we'll see what, what really the deal is when we head up to Toronto next week. Um, we'll see who's not vaccinated, which won't be fun to know. Um, and we'll see what happens, you know, when you're on the road against a really good team, which the Yankees really haven't had yet. 
Yeah, I, I hate playing the Orioles. I just hate everybody telling me like, "Well, you got to yeah. win all these games." Like, it, yeah. I understand, of course you yeah. do. I mean, you have to try to win every <laughs> single game. But the Orioles pitching is currently to the top of the American League. Yeah, there are players on that offense who can beat you. You want to win all the games, but you can't really be leaving a series like this and being like, "Ah, we shit the bed." Third game was weird, like in the middle of a windstorm. I don't. Know, it's it's just a mentality that. You know, I both do agree with, like, when the Yankees don't close these series, we get on the podcast, we're like, close the goddamn series. But then when you're actually coming off a five-game winning streak, it's hard to get too upset. But then again, yeah, it'd be great to win the game. Bruce Zimmerman is certainly the number one arm. He's incredible. I I mean, these change-ups are dirt. He's on Pitching Ninja all the time. He's a guy you got to watch out for with John Means injured. He's the guy you don't want to see in your three-game set against the Orioles. Of course, he's facing us, not the Red Sox. Docs who are in the upcoming Orioles series, but <laughs> if the Orioles are going to pitch well, it would be nice to see them continue to do that. Play the Sox hard this week. Keep showing everybody you're not quite as much of a pushover. So maybe if the Yankees finish the season 12 and six against the O's instead of 18 and two, everyone will be like, "Yeah, okay, the Orioles were fine." Uh, yeah. You know, so far I think the Orioles are fine. Um, I can't get too down after a five-game winning streak where the Yankees have clearly establish themselves as a different team that's also eight and two in their last 10 um the 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 pressure the undue pressure of an Orioles series just infuriating because you do get people coming out of the woodwork being like i don't even watch this team but i do know they need to sweep okay goodbye and it's like all right let's have the baseball is weird man sometimes baseball is weird yeah you can't be losing last week's series to the orioles on the road that was terrible you can't be blowing all those opportunities you can't be losing extra inning games on a baseloaded walk-off walk the Yankees have done enough for me so far this series that I'm not going to be infuriated. Of course, if they do not finish this game well, I'm going to go to bed angry. But that's life. That's natural. I'm not going to go to bed as angry as Astros fans who are still thinking about 2015. So I can sleep well knowing that. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question. We will be more than happy to answer it. Happy NFL Draft. Starting tonight, that's where everyone's attention is going. But trust me, I'm still going to be thinking about Dallas Keuchel and giving him a salute to service. Thank you for your service for beating the 2015 cheating Yankees, uh, getting Greg Bird and Rob Refsnyder and 55-year-old Alex Rodriguez uh, to go down quietly in the wild card game. Truly a man of the people and, and on the level with the 2019 Washington Nationals in terms of stopping dastardly cheating in its tracks. You, sir, are a hero. And anybody writing a column like that today about how Dallas Keuchel is a hero has a really big, good brain and should stay hired by their current media job. Uh, that is it. Um, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner. Thomas Carinante, where can the people find you? I'm at Tommy's underscore takes. Uh, head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We've got the content there for you. We got plenty of discourse on the Yanks Go Yard Twitter account, the official one at that, at yanksgoyardfs. Uh, one quick footnote here. Miles Straw, the guy, the guy from Saturday who climbed the fence and yelled at fans, uh, claimed he climbed the fence and yelled at fans because um, there were offensive, quote, offensive things said to Stephen Kwan, um, the outfielder who was injured running into the wall on Isaiah Connor-Falefa's game-tying RBI double. Um, That indeed was not the case. After video surfaced from a fan in the stands, um, uh, we heard everything that went on. Um, I'm sure if you haven't seen the video, uh, you'll find it on social media. You can find it on yanksyard.com. Um, essentially what happened was that a fan called out Miles Straw and kept telling him to get mad and that he sucked, which is pretty much standard for fans yelling at players, Weasel. which happens all the time. 
and then straw decided to climb the fence and yell at the fan and say hit me motherfucker mentioned said nothing about steven kwan um said nothing about the fans disrespecting his teammates so now we know miles straw's post-game interview claiming that he was valiantly defending his fellow his his family as quoted by the guardian's twitter account um from the from the awful yankee fans who were hurling expletives and and mean mean things that made him feel differently that was not the case at all he was just instigated and got super heated and decided to try and fight a fan um so he was out of line um yankee fans obviously out of line too we're not discounting that but uh the onus i think also falls on the professional baseball player who needs to act more appropriately in those types of situations when tensions are rising and things are getting a little bit uncomfortable um, and the biggest thing there is that he lied. There's video of it. He lied. Um, so thanks everybody for that. Just wanted to remind you of that before you head into your beautiful, beautiful weekend. Um, let's get some warm weather here. 40 degrees in New York today. Not really liking that shit. Um, weekend series should be fun. Should be, should be wins. I don't know. We'll have a good weekend. Everyone. We'll talk to you on Monday again, 2 PM Eastern right here live on YouTube. Yeah. Warm weather hit me. motherfucker. All right. See you on Monday. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.